fellas? What's going on? Welcome to today's episode, and thank you for being here. These are all my favorites, but but this one I am especially appreciative because it's with a man who brought me so much into what we are doing and experiencing today. And I'd love to call him a friend. He's absolutely a mentor of mine. Today's episode is with John Vroman, and he is the founder of Front Row Dads, which is a group of men that has transformed my life and enabled me to, well, I might owe my marriage, owe my kids' uh, success and happiness one day to them, but, but they've absolutely been transformative in giving me not only the skills and the resources and the tools, the, the practical stuff, but with providing a lot of the support that I think men need and aren't given enough of. And so like a lot of these conversations, we span all over the place. And it's a conversation that I know is going to resonate with you and something that I'm excited for you to experience. So enough of me. This is John Broman. Welcome to the Modern Masculinity Podcast where we delve into the depths of what it means to be a man in today's world, and we explore the real-life challenges and triumphs that you and I face every single day. My name is Hector Santi Esteban, and I come with no answers, only questions for some of the most wise, insightful, and grounded men that I know. So get settled in. You're listening to Modern Masculinity. JV, we are here. Thanks, man, for doing this. I humbly appreciate this, and I'm so grateful that you were willing to spend some time with me today. Well, dude, I'm always game for a meaningful conversation. You're not a guy who wants to stay topical. I know that you're ready to go deep, and I mean, that's what I'm here for. It's funny that you bring that up. Maybe that's where we'll go eventually in terms of the importance of men having real conversations, because until I joined your group and was a part of Front Row Dads, that was really missing for my life. And so we'll get into that. But what's been challenging for you right now? I love how you ask in your episodes, you know, what's present for you, whether it's being a dad or a husband or a man or a business owner, what are you going through? Well, what's present for me right now is I'm feeling a bit rested And that is coming off a stretch of time when I wasn't so rested. I was in the throes of some pretty heavy relationship stuff with my wife. Literally 10 days ago, we were probably in one of the biggest, I don't call it fight, disagreement, just a disruptive moment in our relationship. And it was really tough. And it was was very dark. And then we went to an event together which I almost didn't go to because I didn't think I had it in me to be at the event with her. So I was really contemplating just bowing out, letting her go, creating some space. I went to this event. Even after the first day, I would define the first day at this event as dark, (laughs) difficult. All of the tough stuff was coming up for me. And I had a moment where I was really contemplating, is this a time when I bow out? or I lean in. I ended up leaning in. And the second day was the best day. And people kept talking to me at the event, because this is an event where you open up and you get real honest and real clear, or hopefully you get clear. But you're very honest, very transparent, very trusting environment. And they're like, John, your contrast was remarkable going from how dark things were. And, And it was beautiful because if you hadn't have been at such a low point, it wouldn't have made your transformation and your turnaround so incredibly notable because you showed yourself and you showed us all that you can move from a dark place to a light place and difficult to joyful and heavy to light. 
and I'm so grateful that I had that full range experience. And I remember there was a moment at this event when I was talking with a very wise woman who said, John, you are all of those things. You have dark within you. We all do. And the key is to recognize that it's there and not diminish it, but to acknowledge that it's a part of you. And you are also bright and right and bring a positive force. But we all have a darkness, a heaviness. We all have wounds. We all have trauma. And what I was not doing was giving myself grace or holding space for that dark part of my life. So what's present for me right now is I'm coming off of all of that and feeling grateful for the experience and also feeling like I can breathe a little more because I'm accepting pieces of myself that I didn't always accept. It's kind of interesting that you bring this up. I feel like how your weekend was, was how my last, maybe perhaps year was. In the terms of <laughs> right. It was this right. roller coaster of things and I've only been married five years. And there are these moments where you're wondering, like, is this it? This is as bad as it's ever gotten with anything. But you said something at the event that we were at in Austin a couple months ago that was like, no matter what, or that's how I interpreted it. It was like, this is not a conditional kind of relationship, right? And I think that's where I would always was, is like, I'm here assuming that you act a certain way and that you are doing a certain amount of things that I have my expectations around. But you said that and it was a really big shift because I think that's a really scary decision to make that like, hey, I'm here no matter what. Like I'm here despite all of the things. And I think that we share in hearing some of your episodes and stuff, some of the insecurities and, and stuff around those things. I'm curious how you processed and came back from that moment or walked back off of the ledge or how you handled that moment. Because it's like there's decisions, right? And you could jump or you could walk back. So what was that like? Are you talking about the first time, the hundredth time, or the thousandth time I've been there? Well, I don't know. Does it get any easier? <laughs> I don't know that it gets easier, man. You know, in some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. It's a yes and. It's like, yes, some things that you might do for the 50th time, you're like, I've been here. I know this is a storm, right? That's what experience says. I know that I'm in a storm. There are moments now in my relationship since I've been married for 16 years where I say, I don't need to address this right now. I don't have to dive in, roll up my sleeves, solve it with her or with me. I can just be like, this is a storm passing through. I think that experience does give you that wisdom at time. So in some senses, that's easier. It's like when you run a marathon for the 15th time and you get sore, your legs get tired, you've been there before, and you recognize that it might just pass. You don't actually have to do anything to change. You just have to stick with it. Keep running one foot in front of the other. And then all of a sudden the pain goes away and you find your stride again. And that's part of it. The other part of it is that there's some benefit to being new. There's a benefit to having the ignorance is bliss mentality. There's a benefit to having only handled something for the fifth time, because by the time you're handling it for the 50th time, your mind plays different games on you. You're like, I've been handling this 50 times. I've been in 50 storms. I don't know that I want to do storms anymore. You start playing out different scenarios because you're in a different place of your life. So in, on another hand, it's always challenging. There's always something new coming your way. So it's yes and. I think another thing that I've really taken apart, you know, <laughs> probably all my life and my current marriage and how my kids, they still tell me that they love me. I owe it all to the front row dads because I was really searching for 
I didn't know what it was, but it was the space. It was the space to be. Think that this new masculinity thing, there's this, you know, men should be in touch with their feelings and you don't need to closet your emotions. But I think the other side of it is that you also don't need to dump it on your family. You don't need to dump it on your wife or you don't need to. Yes, you can be in touch, but there is also time and place as well. And there's something special about being around men. And I think you articulated that they can hold that space. Can you just talk about maybe some takeaways from being just around a group of men and some of the things that kind of come from that? Yes. And I think you nailed it just then, Hector, with should we talk to our spouses? Should we talk to our kids? Should we be open and real and vulnerable? Yeah. How much? That's an art that you need to figure out because revealing every thought in your head, I don't think is healthy. Revealing every piece of trauma to be fully expressed, to be fully transparent, is that good? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it is at all times. I don't think things are absolute like that. I think you're doing a dance in every area of life. And there's another person that's part of the chemistry of that particular moment. And, you know, sometimes that person may be strong enough to handle your stuff, and other times they might not be. There's lots of variables at play. But one thing that we know for certain that we believe deeply in and within this community is that when we put incredible men together in a room or online in an event, and then we set the container that you often hear it referred to as a container, you set the stage, you declare that this space is going to be designed for these particular reasons, then what you do is you invite in some honesty, you invite in the vulnerability. You say, this is the space where you can let it go. This is the space where you can take the thing that you've been holding on to, that you feel you can't speak out loud in any other place in your life, and this is the place to do that. That's why we've created it. That's why we're here. We're not here for topical. We're not here to give our elevator pitch for our businesses. We're not here to try to recruit more clients. We're not here for any of that outside of to be a person who's bringing our stuff, our good stuff and our challenging stuff to the room. And we're conscious enough to give other people the time and the space to do the same thing. And if it's structured well, if it's structured well, then that is what you get. A bunch of men who all have the microphone for a moment, who all have other men who are sitting there listening intently. Sometimes as men, we just need to say it. We don't even need advice. We just need to not carry that anymore. Sometimes we just need to be like, I just released that. I've been holding this. Now it's out and it's, I'm good. Other times we need the reflections. We need somebody to say, man, I have felt the same way. Here's what happened in my life. And when they start sharing their stories, we can start seeing ourselves in their shoes, in their life. We get to say, oh, that's how they did it. Oh, that's a way through. That's a map that I could use in my own life. This is how they navigated that terrain. This is how they climbed that mountain. This is how they made it through that path. This is how they adjusted when they were dodging bullets. This is how they survived that battle. And then we just start to have all these different possibilities that show up in our life. But all of that is intentional. All of that is about declaring what the space is about. Yeah, it's interesting because there was an exercise we did at the event where everybody went around and pretty much shared like some of the darkest, you know, things that they've been holding on to for so long. And there were things that literally had not been spoken 
in ever. But the interesting thing that came about that was the lightness, the, I don't know, that's the only way that I can describe it is it just feels like a weight has been lifted off of your shoulder. And what's interesting is since that event, since joined a band, I asked you a question. I was like, hey, is there a way to get involved with more guys? And you're like, just go start one. So reached out to a few guys and that has been transformational because it's allowed that process to kind of continue on. But what's interesting is I had this idea that maybe there is some benefit to confession. I went to 16 years of Catholic school and there was times where we'd all line up and have to stand before confession and go to the priest and tell him all of our sins and all the things that went bad. And there was some value out of that. There was a bit of that lightness that came. But nothing like what you've talked about in terms of receiving or seeing yourself in other people's challenges, which I think the church has its own motivations. But there is something to being able to get that stuff off your chest, which I don't think a lot of guys are in tune with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. The act of saying it is a release. You are no longer the only one holding that. Somebody else is holding that too. Right. And what is it about it being a guy? Because it's like, I made the mistakes of dumping the stuff on my wife and going, well, why didn't that work? That just made things worse. Kids too. And there were times where I was more sad and more whatever than I probably should have. But there's something different about giving it to a guy. What do you think that is? I mean, your guess is as good as mine in many ways. But I mean, I, I think there's a relatability. And I do think that when you start talking about relatability, like, you know what it's like to be a guy in this world, perhaps maybe more than other people, maybe more than our children, more than our spouses, you know, other women. There's something about relatability that we vibe with as humans. Connectedness is so important to us. Now, we also need variety. You know, in a relationship between a man and a woman, you get the polarity. Or it doesn't have to always be a man and a woman. Even if you talk to women and women or men and men, there is polarity there as well because there's different energies at play. People have different energies. and So a lot of times it's just about where we are relating and where we are different. And I think that's valuable. But men, biologically speaking, right, are built differently, are crafted differently. There is a energy and a sense that develops when you are just with other men. You start adding feminine energy to the mix, changes things, right? And not that men and women, they both have masculine and feminine energy, but when you start putting people together that have similarities, you'll notice the vibe changes. I mean, I could create hundred different examples, but if you took five people and they all play different sports as an example, you have one person that's a professional volleyball player, another person that's a professional basketball player, another person that's a professional swimmer. And you put all these five people, let's say with all these different sports that they all have expertise in a room, then what you get will probably be different than if you put five basketball players in a room, five swimmers in a room, the energy will shift because of where they align and where they don't. And again, it's not that one is better than the other. Like, I think that people should have all sorts of varieties in their life, and they should also appreciate the similarities and alignments that show up within communities as well. Men's work or men's groups or whatever, I wish that was a more prevalent term because I think so many guys get that community through sports or teams or even in businesses or whatever it is, and they're able to find those kind of tribes. But then after a while, those tribes are not as given or dictated to you. And so you kind of have to go out and seek those. And and thankfully, we were connected and we were able to find that. If you're listening, I think the message here is, you know, are you surrounding yourself enough with guys that can support you? And I didn't think that I needed it. 
I was like, I'm good. I've never had a ton of friends. I've always been a part of groups and teams and tribes, but I never had a ton of friends. So when I was on my own and having kids, and I think everybody goes into that bunker stage, right? We had kids back to back and then the pandemic and everyone was kind of hunkered down. There was something missing and I didn't know what it was, but it was that community and it was that sense of support. I want to pull on a string that you started to unravel a little bit, and that is this difference between masculine energy and feminine energy. And, and that was a big reason why we started this podcast is because there's no clear answer of what it means to be like a, a good man. There's so much vagueness or so much, I don't know, whatever it is, right, to where the ideal, there's no clear ideal. And also there's all this attack on what people might just call masculinity. You know, I have a son. I thought I had to do something to show him that you can still be a man today. Like that's totally okay. Like I even feel weird saying that. So what are your thoughts on how the world is adjusted and how men are left without these great examples or role models of masculinity? Yeah. Well, I'm going to answer this by saying, first, I think it's important for men to be in dialogue with themselves and with other men about this question that you're bringing up, which is a question of what does it mean to be a man? What is masculinity? And I believe it's important for the conversation to occur more than it is for me to define for others what it should be for them. I think it's very important that somebody sit with themselves in silence, in prayer, connected to source, connected to their God, connected to whatever spirit or energy or downloaded information from wherever you're connecting to, right? From within, from around. I think it's very important for somebody to be sitting with the question and answering it for themselves without any conversation with another man. Now, again, you might be in conversation with God. You might be in conversation with source. You might be sourcing that from within. And however you define all that, it's just a conversation that you are having with you and your creator and whatever that looks like. What is the whisper coming from within? Now, somebody could argue that whisper coming from within is a lot of voices that have been speaking to you up until this point in your life. And how do I know the difference? Well, it's a very philosophical conversation. I don't really have a lot of answers, but I can tell you that I think sitting by myself in silence sitting in nature, taking some deep breaths and with a journal and asking myself the questions is one way of getting answers. The second way is to be in conversation with other men. What does this mean to you? And learning from and with other people. This is, and you know this because you're part of our community, is that I didn't design Front Row Dads so that men would come into the community and I would tell them, this is what it means to be a man. Now, you'll find those leaders and those influencers on social media all over the place where they will just be like, this is what it means to be a man. I don't tend to operate as much in the, let me tell you all what it means to be a man, as much as like, this is what it means to me. And I'm asking you to define it for yourself. And I'm asking you to be in conversation with other people that you know, like, and trust, or that you're getting to know, and that you're developing trust, and you're learning from them. That's what I want to do. I want to be in conversation around this. I want to be in a state of exploration around this. I like to define things and strong opinions loosely held. And I'd like to always be coming back to, is there a new reality? Because what I believed at 47 might not be what I believe at 48. What I believe at 47 is that a man, masculinity, for me, is about range, 
and understanding to me how all these different energies exist within me, all these parts of me exist. And to me, as a man, I am trying to ask myself, what's true for me? And how does that value, that thing in life, integrity, whatever, if I pick a term like integrity, I go, how do I resonate with that? What does that mean to me? What's my relationship to that word? I think a man is defining who he is and the range is this spectrum of possibilities. If one end is masculine and one end is feminine, one end is like driven and direct and the other one is open, we live in a world of duality and contrast, right? There's always an up and a down and a left and a right and a birth and a death. There's all of this duality. There's all this contrast. I think that a man understands the range, even of the paradox that exists in life, you know, the conflicting pieces of life. Like, how do you be confident in your decisions and humble in your approach so that you're always learning? And that's why I think that being a man is, is yes and, because the yes is certainty. It's like, yes, this is what it is, right? Like, yes, and there's something, there could be more. So I think men have that ability to hold both the yes and the and in that sentence. And there's so much more that we could talk about as it relates to that, but I really think it comes down to that. I think men are able to hold the yes and the and part of that. Yeah, this range is a big thing that I've taken away. And I want to talk about that in a little bit because I think that's so big. Men are dealing with so much. And so we're going to get into that right after this quick break. Hey guys, I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. Really quickly, today's show is brought to you by Amplify Media. We are a passionate, purpose-driven group of hungry tech enthusiasts who are excited about getting your mission and your message out there. So if you are someone who wants to spread a message, make an impact on people, but you don't have a lot of time, we can help you do that. Go to amplifymedia.com for all the info. That's amplifymedia.com. You'll find all the information in the show notes. All right, guys, thanks for always being here. Let's get back to the interview. John, you've talked about this range concept, and I'd love for you to expand on it. I just want to give the context in the sense that people have asked me, like, how are things going? And it's like, what kind of answer do you really want to that question? Because it feels like I'm Napoleon fighting, you know, all of these battles on different fronts. If it was just being married and building a marriage, okay, that's one thing. If it was just raising kids, if it was just having a business, if it was just... You know, any one of those kind of pillars, I think, by itself is obviously much easier. But when you try and juggle them all together and you try and create space to include all of them, it gets, I think, exponentially difficult or not. But I'd love for you to talk about this range concept. And if you could share, like, maybe when it became most apparent that you needed to stretch yourself or that you needed to increase your capacity is the biggest thing that I've been telling myself. I think the times in life when I realize I need to stretch I need to increase capacity is when I'm just getting my ass kicked. When you're doing all the things that you're talking about right now, and we all have our own stuff. We all have these things that we're juggling. You said it, man. In our group, not only is work challenging by itself, but then marriage is challenging. Raising kids is challenging. You might have health issues that are your own. You might have health issues going on in your family. You've got finances. You've got all this admin. You're trying to optimize. You're trying to travel. Where do I send my kids to school? What are they eating? What are they watching online? You know, Have I protected them enough? Am I overprotecting them? The list of things that you could potentially focus on is endless. And it's in those moments when I've got 
a thousand things coming at me. Maybe I feel like I'm failing in a number of those things that you might have to sit down and go, I'm going to need a better system here. I'm going to need to upgrade my software to be able to handle this. And I do think that's where creating some space in your life and truly evaluating what needs to be deleted. Where do I need to just push delete in my life? Where am I holding on to things that I need to ask for help with? How do I need to hire the right person? Are there any surprising examples of things that you let go that maybe thought would be harder and were actually easier? Or is there something that you can give to the listeners that maybe- What just showed up was being right. (laughs) Hardest thing to let go of is being right. We're so attached to our stories oftentimes. You know, a lot of the challenges in life come because we think there's a right way to do it. We're so attached to that way. There's a right way to be in a relationship. There's a right way to do parenting. There's a right way to run the business. And when it's not going that way, we get rigid and stiff. I was just thinking recently about this range is like a tree that has roots and it's stable. And in that sense, it's holding on. It's gripping the earth and it's standing firm to where it is. It's like rooted. That is a part of it. The other part of it is that a tree grows and sheds its leaves, maybe bears fruit that's released from the tree. It processes oxygen and releases it into the air. That's the letting go. The part that I would encourage any man or any woman to sit with is what are you holding on to that you might need to let go of? And what are you letting go of that you might need to hold on to? Are we in a balance? Are we in harmony with ourselves and what's around us with what we're holding on to and what we're letting go of? But likely in all of our lives, those are the two things that we constantly need to reevaluate. And you've heard me talk about this, I'm sure, before, which is that if I had to sum up 2022 for me last year, it was about learning how to dance, learning how to dance with life. And the dance is, to me, much more of where I enjoy playing because dancing is learning about when to lead and when to let go, when to be structured and when to freestyle. Where's my style in that? What am I bringing? Am I able to pay attention to the energy and the vibe and the quote-unquote music that's happening around me and play with that? Because on one hand, I'll bring my influence to it. I'll say, this is what we're doing. And on another hand, I need to be tuned in to my partner and to the surroundings so that I can create this dance. That to me is really what it comes down to is all of us are in this place of asking, how much do we lead and how much do we follow? Can I create flexibility in a framework? How much can I be focused and directive and at the same time open? What's divergent? What's convergent? All of these things are are to be held. Yeah, it seems like there's a polarity. Even within masculinity itself, there is this this polarity. And people are thinking that masculinity is, is only one thing. I reached out to a guest and I said, hey, we're starting a new show. It's called Modern Masculinity. And they said, well, don't you think that's sexist? I said, wait. Like, I was really thrown off by it, but I was affirmed in the sense like, no, that's exactly why we are having the show is because there's some confusion about what men are quote unquote supposed to be or allowed to be or what can be present. And I think it's confusing to a lot of men. See, know? I mean, here's an interesting one is whenever people say that, I say, can you define masculinity for me? And can you define what is being sexist? Like I always push back the definition before I enter a debate with somebody because two things will happen. One, they can't define it. So they're debating something they can't define. 
which is interesting. And so they're actually in debate looking for a definition themselves, which is fine. That's just where they are. But if we can define those things, then now we can understand we might not even be debating the same word. I'm debating my viewpoint on that word. You're debating your viewpoint on that word, but we haven't even established that they're either the same or different. Right. One theme that I'm trying to convey throughout the episodes, and it'll be tough for anybody who doesn't listen to more than one or read the title, is that this show is absolutely about honoring both the masculine and honoring the feminine. We worked for the same sales company kind of coming up in our career. I learned really quickly that some people are better at certain things than others, like really quickly. And some people are gifted with certain gifts more than others, not to my detriment, not to saying that I'm not gifted. I was forced to find what my gifts were. And I think in the same way, there are are gifts and perhaps challenges with both masculinity and femininity. And I think that the world is not honoring enough of both of those. Yeah. Yeah. What I think is that a lot of the debate and a lot of the challenges that's happening right now is people aren't seeking information from within. And perhaps they are missing an attunement. I'm suspicious of that. I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm curious if that's what's happening. In my own life, in my own reflections, that to me is a huge piece of the equation. It's a silence that allows us to come up with our definitions. And what we are filled with is noise. We're filled with social media prompts and advertisements. And we got a lot of sources of stimulus coming our way. And I'm wondering what would happen if people gave themselves more time, more space to ask what they really care about. And I think about the world over the last couple of years, there's so many people that are blindly following versus truly being a sovereign being who decides what he or she wants from their life. And to me, the biggest part of masculinity is helping somebody to define that for themselves. And part of the masculinity conversation has to be, well, what's femininity? And do we like to have those terms? Are those words that serve you and serve your community and your ability to communicate with other people? Because that's really all that we're doing with the human language is saying, hey, here's this concept. Can we give it a word so that we can now talk about it and you can understand me and I can understand you? I'm actually less concerned with whether or not I agree with anybody on what masculinity is as in total across the board, across the globe, less concerned with that. When it comes to my immediate relationships, what I hope to be doing is constantly asking that question, hey, what do you think about this? And then hopefully they're interested in what I think about it. And now we have a tighter bond. We understand each other more, however we define those words. I'm on the show the other day and we're talking about humility. And the guest goes, have you ever looked up the definition of humility? Like to be humble? Because sometimes we use that term, oh man, he's so humble. And you read the definition and you're like, I'm not sure that's a compliment. (laughs) So, but that's because it's so important for us to define what these words mean. There's so many words. There's so many ways to look at life. There's infinite possibilities. And that to me is the part where if we can let go of our righteousness and we can stay in some curiosity, and then also we understand the intent. This is the other piece of it, Hector, that I think we're missing is like, it's not just how we define the word. It's like really caring about the intent behind why somebody is talking about it. 
So you could have a whole show on modern masculinity and you could define what that means. And somebody could go, well, isn't that sexist? But if they understand your intent behind it as well, that to me is an important piece. What is the intent of the show for you? To figure what the hell it is, you know, because that, <laughs> and, and but, I, I, but why? That's a great question. And it's because I don't have the answer. I love the three bullets. I love the pillars. I understand that life is not black and white, but if you can give me a system, a model, uh, all of a sudden I understand the alphabet. Now it's much easier to play in that space. And what I'm realizing is that masculinity, you know, I think that you're right. Everybody has to have their own definition of it. And in the same way that everybody's Chipotle or 31 flavors, or, you know, everybody has their different subway orders. Everybody's different, but no one's getting judged on how they order their meatball sandwich, the meatball sandwich. And in the same way, I think what you're talking about is we're bringing too many judgments in from other people and placing them on ourselves about what it means to us. Perhaps the show is to give people the freedom to be okay with that, because I think they look at right now and they see the Andrew Tates and they see the people that are in that my algorithm has just gotten sucked over to him. I watched a few videos of it and it's just like Andrew Tate and all of, I don't want to call him his goons because I think the guys who are in his crew are probably some great people. But my challenge is, is that people think that that's the example or that gets thrown as the model. And now all of a sudden they are the emblems of what it means. I was starting the show as kind of a way to take back that masculinity inherently is not toxic in and of itself, that there is a way for masculinity and for all the energies to kind of work together and, that's what we're doing. If anything, I'm more of an investigative kind of person to figure out, you know, what does this mean to people? Because I don't know that there's a clear answer. I know there's not a clear answer out there. Yeah. It's interesting to me. It's like everything could be quote unquote toxic. It's like heat. I love my time in the sauna, but too much time in that sauna is unhealthy, right? I love the cold plunge, but too much time, unhealthy. All of it can become unhealthy. Everything can become toxic if not balanced or in harmony with its environment. And that's really the question. That's why more importantly than the term is how energies dance together, how people dance together. What is our intention? What are we bringing to the equation? And it's okay to be confident. It's okay to be certain. It's okay to bring clarity. It's okay to have strong boundaries. It's okay to be like, this is how I see life. This is how I see life. That's great. And I think that the question is, I'm in a position now where I ask, like, is there respect? Is there love? And not that there's not differences and there's friction. That's all good too. Is it a place where things can grow together? Can we create an environment and a society where people and whatever it is that we go grab in our arms and we scoop up, can that work well together? That to me is the ultimate goal. Community is really what we're talking about. So can our definitions, can our conclusions, can our investigations, can they all create a stronger community? That's almost like a filter of the conversation. When you have people that are approaching a topic and you go, can this strengthen our community? The other thing that came up as you were saying that is role models. And we've talked a lot about this in the group is that there's the Homer Simpsons, the Al Bundys, the family guys, all of the modern media examples of what a guy or a dad is. At least for me, I didn't look up to them and go, wow, I want to be like that guy. And even for me, I love my dad. And we've talked about that quite a bit. And he was the greatest dad that he tried to be and could be. But I also don't think that he was an example of someone that I look to in terms of great 
strength or great resilience or like there were these things that I thought I associated with men or you see these movies Walking Dead or these war movies where like there's manly men you're like what you see these characteristics that perhaps are idealistic or perhaps you'd like to embody and I don't think that there are enough of those examples for people to grab onto yeah yeah it's interesting because when you google dad hit spacebar and then let google populate what are people searching for next it, it, it is a joke, literally, right? Dad jokes, dad bod, nobody's searching for dad wisdom, dad strategy, dad legends, whatever that might be. That's terrifying that we've created a society that would put, for example, fathers in this place of being bumbling idiots that don't know what they're doing, that can't make a decision. That's not healthy. We should all feel empowered to know who we are, to confidently enter a room and to be curious, to be learners. This is about embodying what is natural for many, many people if they look deep within. The problem is that we are, and you've heard this too, we're creating a society that doesn't hold each other to a high standard, that doesn't support somebody knowing who they are deep down inside. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I look around and I'm scared. You've heard it said, I'm sure many times, the listeners have heard it, but it's this idea that, Weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times and good times create weak men. And it just creates this cycle. And we have to ask ourselves, like, are we in a place where we are seeking too much comfort, where we are the victims? Men and women and all humans can play the victim role. They can be the victim of everything around them. And the truth is, are there people that are victims, like true victims? The answer is yes. And I'm not diminishing the impact of that attack in whatever way that happened and somebody being a victim. Those are tragic situations. But oftentimes we make ourselves victims of things. I see this with men all the time. They make themselves victims of their wives, victims of their children, victims of their communities, victims of their whatever we throw in there. And my hope is that we can work together to be empowered and not be victims and to reclaim part of our universal right to make decisions and to guide our lives. That's what I hope for all humans. Yeah. There's some independence that goes along with masculinity. This has been a really fun and insightful conversation. I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to it because it was a lot and it was all coming at me and everything was relevant. So perhaps that's why. I have one last question for you. You've talked about it a little bit. What does modern masculinity, at the end of this conversation now, what does that mean to you? To me, that is a person who is sitting down and asking themselves, what is masculinity? I think modern masculinity is a person that's taking the time to be in inquiry and sourcing that information from within, that they're challenging what maybe others are telling them that it is, that they don't just fall into the trap of saying, well, I listened to a podcast and this guy or this woman said this, or somebody's threatening me that you know masculinity is toxic and so I'm going to just cower in the corner, but that they can truly look within. That's where it needs to begin. And then they can find themselves in conversation with other men, true masculinity, in my opinion, is somebody that is confidently in inquiry about what it continually means as they grow to be masculine. What is modern masculinity as a man that says, look, 
there are things when I look around that I don't like what I see and I'm going to stand for what I believe in. And at the same time, I'm going to do that with curiosity and respect for the various opinions that are around me. That to me is a masculine man, somebody that can create, somebody that can build, somebody that can drive something forward, somebody that has confidence in who they are, and at the same time, a level of curiosity so that they are not so rigid that they break in being so rigid. It's a tree that has flex for the wind. It's the tree that has roots, that's grounded. That to me is what modern masculinity is. It provides to the world. It is a tree that bears fruit and cleanses its environment. And it is something that stands strong, but that has flex as it needs to be adaptive. That to me is what it all boils down to. This is so good. I mean, we talked a lot about the dads group, Front Row Dads. There's also a podcast. It's a community with hundreds of members from all over the world. Can you share a little bit about that and where people might be able to find info on it? Front Row Dads are family men with businesses, not businessmen with families. It is a community of people who want to learn from and with each other. They're guys who want to create massively successful businesses, but they don't want to do it at the expense of their family. These are guys that want to talk about emotional intelligence and they want to talk about the things that matter to them and their families, like health, like wealth, legacy. They're guys that are talking about parenting most men in business talk two hours about business and 30 seconds about, by the way, how are your wife and kids? And that's not our community. Our community is like, look, we care about our business. We don't want that to fail, but let's talk about our marriages. Let's talk about parenting. Let's bring our challenges to the group. Let's bring our victories to the group, but let's have a place where it is welcomed to be a family first individual. There's a lot of business networking groups out there but they are very clear that their goal is to grow the business. And for a lot of the guys in our group, it'd be nice to grow the business, but a lot of them don't have to. They've met their basic human needs. They can pay the mortgage. They can put food on the table. And you know, if we're not careful, we can learn to hide at work. If we're not careful, we can learn to be like, well, I'm providing for my family, so I got to leave the house earlier. I got to spend all these hours at the office. And the truth is, a lot of us don't. But it's tough to be a dad. It's tough to play army men with your four-year-old when it's not maybe of interest to you. It's hard to connect with your daughter maybe when you don't know how to connect. It's tough to deal with teenagers. It's tough to be in a marriage for 10 years. These are hard things. So a lot of guys are like, I'm the provider, so I'm going to go to work and provide. And it's like, yeah, that's true. And you might be hiding there. You might be doing that because that's convenient, because it's cool to be in your office by yourself. It's cool to be the boss, cool to hire people, fire people. It's cool to be in control and have power. But it's tough when you go downstairs and your wife reminds you that you are just a dude in this house and that you're not the boss and she's not your employee and that neither are your kids. You know, So it's a whole new set of challenges that men need time to talk about. That's what we created an environment for. So podcast is available. The website is there, Front Row Dads, if anybody's interested. I love it. Go join and you can hang out with us more often. John, thank you so much for your time and what you've given to me personally, for sure. I mentioned it in a communication before, but the ripples that you're creating, I think will continue to ripple for generations. We know that for sure. So I want to honor and affirm and thank you for that. Thank you, Hector. I appreciate you, brother. Guys, thank you so much for being here and being a part of the Modern Masculinity fam. We appreciate you guys so much. We'll see you on the next one. Later, y'all. If iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. But if you're a man and you're alone or listening to this, then who sharpens you? What's going on, guys? Ted Faden here, host of the Modern Man Podcast, also founder of the Noble Knights Mastermind Group. And I'm just out here encouraging you to find your circle. 
Maybe you're on a personal growth journey and nobody around you understands the new mentality that you're possessing. That's okay. You can find an online community that will pour into you, will navigate your goals and navigate your obstacles, share their experiences, resources, and more. Join the Noble Knights Mastermind Group and try us out for free to tap into a community of men helping each other scale up and reach their goals. Check out themodernmanpodcast.com.